0: In this episode of Biblical Perspective, I'm going to be talking about homosexuality. Does the Bible condemn homosexuality? And if it does, does that mean that the Bible and that Christians are homophobic? So, before we start talking about if it's a sin, if homosexuality is a sin or not, we have to talk about some of the arguments that people use against homosexuality homosexuality being a sin, and we also have to talk about what is used, what words are used to make it to make it seem like it is or is not now the first argument i and the most used I think is the word homosexuality is never was never in the Bible. That is correct. The word itself was not in the Bible. The word itself was wasn't created until recently about 1946. So it couldn't have been in the Bible. But there is a word in scripture that Is used to describe homosexuality. And the word is arsenokoitai. Now that word. Arsenokoitai is a compound using arson. Using the Greek word arson. Meaning male or man. And koitai meaning laying in the bed. Marriage bed or sexual intercourse. So you use. You have the word arson, which means man, male or man. And then you have the word koitai, which means laying in the bed or marriage bed or sexual intercourse. Right? So a male or a man laying in bed, having sexual intercourse or laying in bed, laying in their marriage bed. Sexual intercourse. Whatever it is. So it's a man and a man. No matter what. Okay. So that word. Is used. In scripture. That's the word that is used. In. Some of the verses that I'm going to say. And. So the word itself the word homosexuality itself is not in the bible but there are words in there that are combined together for a reason so it can show that so it can show that the concept is in here now the second argument i hear is that Especially in Leviticus. That it's talking about pedophilia. And it's saying man shall not sleep with young boy. Or male shall not sleep. Man shall not sleep with boy. That, that, that's false. Alright. Sakhar, the Hebrew meaning for male... Yaldah, the Hebrew meaning for little girl, and Yeld, the Hebrew meaning for little boy, is totally different than the word arsenokoitai, which is used in scripture. So, is it talking about pedophilia? Is it talking about man and young boy? No. But even if it was, I'd still make an argument that it's still talking about homosexuality and pedophilia. Because if you think of it, a man and a boy, right, no matter what, they're both the same sex. So, if you're going to be talking about pedophilia, man and young boy, it is pedophilia, but they're also the same sex. So, it also could be talking about homosexuality. Now, I'm going to break down uh, the certain Bible verses that people may give to you to prove that homosexuality is a sin. And then I'm going to break them down and kind of explain it a little bit better. So, Romans chapter 1, verse 26 to 27. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their woman did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust toward one another. Men with men, working, which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. So, for God... For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their woman did change the natural use into that which is against nature. So, what is it talking about? What is the natural use? Well, the natural use is man and woman, because in The beginning, when God created Adam and Eve, He said, replenish the earth. He said, multiply. A man and a man or a woman and a woman cannot multiply. Therefore, it is against nature. right? God created us so we can reproduce and replenish the earth. Reproduce and fill the earth. So if He made us so we can reproduce then a man and a man cannot reproduce, and a woman and a woman cannot reproduce. So it is against nature. Verse 27, And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust toward another. So the natural use of woman, meaning man and a woman, have to reproduce. A man and a woman come together, reproduce, have a baby. A man and a man cannot do that, and a woman and a woman cannot do that. Therefore, it is against nature. Now, people always say, oh, God created me to be gay. No, He didn't. Okay, He created you to be who who you're supposed to be, right? If you came out as a guy, if you came out with a penis... God wants you to come together with a woman, not with another man. Same thing with a woman. God wants you to bear the baby. God wants you to have a child to replenish the earth, like he said. So he did not create you to be gay. He created you to do what he said to do in the beginning but because of the how bad the world is today and how sinful the world is today we do not listen because of this doctrine that because of all of these doctrines that were taught let's continue Man, men with men, working that is which is unseemingly and receivingly and receiving in themselves that recompense of error which was meet, so what do we learn from those two from those two verses? We learn that being gay is a sin, not because of. not because oh it's against what i think like people think it's saying no it's because it's not of god right you you can't replenish the earth if you're a man and a man god wants us to do something and the only way to do it is with a man and female so if it's and so it's against nature to be a man and a man or a woman and a woman That's why we call it a sin. Now, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28 says, And God said, Let us make in our image, after our likeness, and let them have domination over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air. And over the cattle, and over all of the, and, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in His own image; in the image of God created He him, male and female created He them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. and have have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Okay, so let me break that down. Verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion, over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So, what does that mean? Well, number one, God made man in His image. Right? God made man in His image. And God made humans to have dominion over everything. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, them. Now, here's where I'm going to start to bring the homosexuality thing in. Male and female created he, them. So, he created man in his own image. He created woman out of man. Symbolizing marriage. So, if he created male and female, and then in the next verse says, Be fruitful and multiply how are you supposed to do that with a man and a man if god wanted two men to be together and replenish the earth he would have made man and man and they would have and they would have been able to reproduce but you can't how do you reproduce you have a man and a woman you have to have a man and a woman the whole time if you're going to reproduce So, what does that mean? That means that even if being gay is not a sin, there's no way to reproduce if everyone was gay. And in that case, then it's not of God, because God said, be fruitful and multiply. Verse 28, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So, like I said before, be fruitful and multiply, male and female, created he, them. So... How are you supposed to be fruitful and multiply and be a man and a man? Now that right those verses right there don't actually prove that being gay is a sin and I agree with that but that is saying that a man and a man have to be a man and a man cannot be together and reproduce. A woman and a woman cannot be to re- together to reproduce. So it's going against God's plan. God's plan is multiplying and replenish the earth. That's God's plan for human. God's plan for human is having dominion over everything. And replenishing the earth. You can't do that. If there's a man and a man. So there's a problem then. Genesis chapter 2 verse 21 to 25. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took and he took one of his ribs and closed and closed up the flesh instead of instead thereof and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man and Adam said this is now bone of m- of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked. The man and his wife were not ashamed. So god's created God is creating a woman to help the man, so this is symbolizing marriage, of course, this is marriage right here. This is what married people should do because when you get married, you are becoming one flesh, okay. So, here we go. Be fruitful and multiply, right? Chapter 1, the verses I said before, chapter 1, be fruitful and multiply. Then it comes over here in chapter 2 and it starts talking about marriage and how you are one flesh. When you get married, when a man and a woman get married, you are one flesh. Now, it's talking about a man and a woman here, not a man and a man and a woman and a woman, so you can't really talk about that. But, if it was going to say that being gay is not a sin, or if it's going to say that being gay is okay, then there's a problem. Because it would have said something about man, man, woman, woman, or just man, man. But it doesn't. It says man and woman. Because because man, through man came woman. Because through Adam's rib came Eve. So that's another reason why I believe homosexuality is, being, is a sin. Now, Leviticus, chapter 18, verse 22, says... Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Now that right there is 100% clearly talking about homosexuality and being gay. 100%. I already explained to you the arsenokoitai and the pedophilia thing. It's not talking about that. It's not talking about pedophilia. It's talking about being gay. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Now, if God did not want to call it an abomination and God said it was okay, then why is he calling it an abomination in the first place? Is God a liar or is God saying being gay is a sin? Yeah, okay. God's saying being gay is a sin. Thank you very much. Leviticus, chapter 20, verse 13. If a man also lie with mankind, as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. Abomination, again. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Now, let me break that down. I know it's a lot to handle. If a man also lie with mankind, as he lieth with a woman. Okay, so if a man lies with man, as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. So, what does that mean? For the people who don't understand that, it means that if you lie with a man and you're a man, you're committing an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. The punishment of sin is death. You seeing where I'm getting at here? If it wasn't a sin, why would you be put to death? The punishment of sin is death. If the punishment of sin is death, and they shall surely be put to death, their blood be upon them. I'm willing to say it is a little bit of a sin, don't you think? Now let me read it again. If a man also lie with mankind. So if a man lies with a man, as he, do- as he lieth with a woman. So if a man lies with a man, as a man is supposed to lie with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. So if a man and a man lies together, as a man is supposed to lie with a woman, both of the men have committed an abomination. It's a no-no. Next verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 through 11 No ye not have the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God be not deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor abusers of themselves "...with mankind, nor thieves." Yeah, you know where that's going. And such... I'm not going to read verse 10, because that's not part of it. That's not what I'm going to be talking about. It's mainly 9 and 11. So, verse 11, "...and such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are sanctified, but ye are justified." In the name of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit of our God. So, verse 9. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. So, the first sentence. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's the first sentence. Then it starts talking about. Then it starts to talk about fornicators and idolaters and adulterers and thieves and all of those people. But at the end of verse nine, it says, "Nor abusers of themselves with mankind." What does that mean? Well, it's talking about man and man themselves with mankind. Man with a man. So, it's that first sentence is saying, you're not, you, not going to inherit the kingdom of God if you're unrighteous. Then the last sentence of verse 9 says, man with man, or themselves with mankind. So, why would they say that in that verse if it's not specifically trying to say that it is a sin? Because it's a sin. But then verse 11 comes, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit of our God. So what does that mean? Through Jesus, through Jesus and Jesus alone, you are saved, you are washed of your sin. So any of these things that I just said, Adulterers, idolaters, which are you having an idol other than God, man and a man, thieves, all of these people that cannot inherit the kingdom of God, cannot inherit the kingdom of God because they are sinners. Can inherit the kingdom of God through Jesus. So, yes, being gay is a sin. But all sins are equal. I'm a sinner just as much as you are a sinner. So, through Jesus, you are saved. Now, my first episode is talking about the death and resurrection of Jesus. To prove that Jesus did die on the cross. And did rise ri- from the dead. Now if Jesus rose. If Jesus rose from the dead. He defeated death. That's a miracle. Right? If Jesus rose from the dead. He defeated death. Therefore he has to be God. He rose himself from the dead. So through Jesus. Through Jesus dying on the cross. Through Jesus dying on the cross, paying, dying as you, for you, on that cross, taking your sin, becoming sin, dying, meaning he dies with all of that sin, and then rising on the third day, on Sunday, on on Sunday, to defeat death, meaning that there can be an afterlife. And he defeated death. You can be saved. (sighs) Now, 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 10. For warmongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for blah, 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 and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. um, For them that defile themselves with mankind, it's almost exactly the same wording as the verse before. It's doing it again. It's saying being gay is a sin. First John chapter 5 verse 17. All unrighteousness is sin. And there is sin, there's a sin not unto death. All sin is unrighteousness. And because of sin... You're punished by death. Because of sin, you're punished by death. Now, if it's talking about homosexuality... And remember the verse before that said... That you're going to die if you are gay... Well, we're all going to die because of the original sin, but remember the wording that it had before, it's symbolizing that being gay is a sin. Now, I'm not saying you're going to die because you're gay. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we're all going to die because of the original sin, but it's just depicting, it's just symbolizing that being gay is a sin. Like it or not, being gay is a sin. So, those are some of the verses that being that homosexuality or being gay is mentioned in. Now, you can think of it however you want to think of it. It's not my choice. I, I think you should read the Bible. I think you should read scripture and decide for yourself. But that's not up to me. It's up to you right i'm here to i'm here to talk about I'm here to talk about this stuff if you want to listen, you can listen I'd advise you and I'd say, read the Bible yourself. you make a decision don't make me the reason why you don't believe or you do believe in God. don't make me the reason. Don't make anyone else the reason why you do or do not believe in God. You be the reason why you do or do not believe in God. You have the choice. You have the free will to choose. Read scripture. Read the verses I told you about. Read it in the context. Do some research yourself. Talk about it. And if you conclude that it is a sin or if you conclude that God is real and you conclude that it's a sin and you read this, great. If you don't, that's also fine. Now, for the last few minutes I'm going to be with you. Uh, I'm just here to say, if you are gay, if you are have the same sex attraction, I'm not against you, I'm with you. I respect you, and I love you. Now, when Jesus said, Love thy neighbor as, yours, as thyself, there's nothing more loving than for me to tell the truth. Now, I gave you the reason why I believe being gay is sin. I believe being gay is sin because I believe that it's unnatural. I don't believe it's of God. I gave you the verses. I gave you the words. I gave you the meanings. I just, I, it don't make me the reason why you don't want to believe in God. That's all I'm here to say. Okay? I'm not here to hurt you. And I know this is a very touchy subject and people do get offended and I understand that. But it's a very important, it's a very important thing to talk about. Because it is a very big, It it's a bad thing, okay, to me. I gave you some of the verses, I explained it all to you, I'm not here to hurt you, I'm here to help. If you have any questions, you can ask me, I have a TikTok, I have, I, can, you can talk to me on my Instagram, that's fine too. I'm not here to hurt you, I'm here to help you, and I, I respect you. But I also respect and love you enough to tell the truth. And the truth is that it's a sin. And. Like I said before though. Don't make me the reason. Why you don't want to believe in God. If you don't want to believe in God. That's your choice. But don't make me the reason why you don't believe in God. Do some research for yourself. Read scripture. Read the Bible. Even if it's just the New Testament. I'd advise you to read the Old and the New Testament. But if it's just the New Testament, fine. If it's just the Old Testament, fine. But you make the decision. Don't make me the reason why you do or do not believe in God. You should be the reason why you do or do not believe in God. Thank you for listening into Biblical Perspective. Um, next episode, I'm going to be talking about... I'm going to read some stuff out of the book of Genesis. I'm going to be talking about creation and all of that stuff. So, see you next time.